Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters, where we have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. I am Nick Raymeyer, joined by Scott Lumpkinman, who's taking my coffee away from me, and Craig Thompson. Hey, Nick Raymeyer and hey. Scott Lumpkinman. Welcome. Hey, Craig Thompson and Scott Lumpkinman. Happy to be good. Happy, Happy to, to be, be good. good. All right. <laughs> so this week, what are we talking about? We're talking about we're talking about how not to be so black and white. Oh yeah, locked in, locked in, binary, binary, getting off the binary. There's more than two choices. All right, so so binary by definition is there's just two from the Greek root. No, binos. I don't know. Is it Latin or Greek? I don't know. Nobody knows. We're not going to find out. Greek is dia. Bi must be Latin. Okay. Okay. So we got that settled, and uh, <laughs> so I, mean, I think we figured it out. I mean, with that, yeah, we just resist Latin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, um, so it is easy in relationships to to get locked into an either or kind of paradigm, you know, where it where we've reduced our options down to one or the other, and so what we are advocating for and challenging. Um, ourselves and you with is look for a third way don't don't just lock into an either or mentality because that can feel really trapping and it can feel very um if, if you don't like either of the options then it can feel kind of hopeless yeah and just kind of it's almost a general principle yeah right this idea of like this is going to be helpful as a paradigm and a lens through which to see your relationships and most of your life is mm-hmm. that i mean sometimes Maybe there will be, hey, this, there's clearly this choice and there's clearly that choice. Yeah. And it's good when it's clear and there's a clear binary, but for relationships, there tends to not be so binary. Yeah. Um, because relationships depend on grace, forgiveness, and love. Yeah. And in that there's different choices than either you love me or you don't mm-hmm. because as humans, right, we sometimes fail to love. Um, and if we just tell the people, well, you're not loving me, so you don't love me. Yeah, and yeah. actually, that's I think that's a really good way to describe it because oftentimes we can be trapped into a conversation where it is, if you love me, you will do this. So with that type of a statement or ultimatum, you it can feel trapping to say, okay, so now I'm faced with the choice. If I love you, I have to do that. And if I don't do that, then based on that binary you know, paradigm box that you just put me in. If I don't do what you just said, I therefore don't love you. And that's a great example of, of saying, wait, that's not necessarily the truth. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be many other ways. And, and so rejecting that or resisting that temptation to get locked into that a or B um, answer to that, to that, question can open up new pathways and open up possibilities for a third way. Why do we get locked into those two options? I think because it's easier. It is easier mentally sometimes to think in a binary way. I think it's because it's Latin. Yes. (laughs) I think it's because it's Latin too. Yeah. Well, Well. me too. And that's it really. (laughs) Let's just, We'll either it it, look, either it's because it's Latin or because it's, it's something else. Yes. 
Exactly. Yeah. Great illustration. I think you're exactly right. It is it is easier, right? We're because it's Latin. <laughs> <laughs> because no, because because we want to reduce things down to the simplest form, right? That's just human instinct. That that want to reduce it. Yeah, it makes decision making easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier to to say either or rather than there's a hundred different things that I could do and now I have to pick one. Yeah. There's, there's way too many. If you really think about it, there's, there's often way too many options mm-hmm. um, and variations of options. And it's just crippling to, to try to think of every single thing. Yeah. Um, so we, ha- we, we're always going to be oversimplifying and neglecting other things mm-hmm. because of simplicity, because of time. Um, but the problem with that is that we can get ruthlessly simplistic and then we really cut out um, a lot of a lot of options that we should be considering and taking time to think up. Yeah. So it's simple. It's easy. Um, I think also it, it kind of depends on how you how you encounter binary thinking because one way you can think of it is it can be an inner turmoil thing where you're thinking, well, I either have to do this or I have to do this. Ah, I don't. Neither of those seem right, and you're just kind of stressed, and like it's either this or this. I guess I have to do this, which I don't think is good, and I don't even like. Yeah. Um, but it can also come to you as uh, from from another person, or you can give it to another person, where where you say to them, or they say to you, "Look, either you have to do this, or you have to do this, or either this or this. These are the two options." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in those cases, we get trapped by that because it's very effective, um, whether we think about it like this or not. Mm-hmm. It's a very effective rhetorical strategy to get people to do what you want them to do. Yeah. So if you say this, if you present the situation as binary to someone else and you really want them to do one of those two things, you can make it sound like, well, I, you know, I guess if that's the options, then I suppose I have to do what this thing that you want to do, mm-hmm. even though I don't really like it, but those are the only two options. Sure. So it's a really effective way to get the results that you want to. Yeah. I mean, lawyers do this all the time in court, right? They try to, you down maybe for their own argument case of a yes or no question in which the question asked is really an unfair question because if it is only a yes or no answer a binary answer they could trap you either way depending on the question and yeah. so in that i don't know that's maybe just an example i was thinking of yeah if you watch a lot of court cases which maybe we all don't but <laughs> do you um no but i like courtroom dramas those Ooh. are really fun 12 angry men never seen it classic okay. you should watch it it's really good okay cool a few good men mm, a few good another courtroom drama men. a few good angry men is it a court oh yeah that is a courtroom drama too yeah i mean you can't to kill a mockingbird truth. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah anyways we could talk more about courtroom dramas <laughs> but that's not why we're here <laughs> but yeah it's effective it's effective to get people to do what you want them to do yeah, which, which so if there is a binary choice being presented to you, for your radar to go up and go, wait a second, uh, am I just being pressured to do something because this person wants me to, and so they're putting this either-or structure in place and making me feel like the lane is very narrow, in which case, depending on the context and the relationship, you might be able to say, I think that we should look for another way. I don't think that either of these options is the best option. And be prepared for that to not go over so well sometimes, right? But but looking for those those um, situations where 
a binary choice is being prevent, presented. It's either this or that. And then really trying to take a step back and say, okay, but are either one of those choices what's truly best? Yeah. And if not, then let's let's stop the car. You know, the, the fork in the road is coming up. It's tempting to think, well, I either have to go one direction or the other. I can't just go up the middle. Well, you can also stop the car. And you got to pull out yeah. the Thomas guide. Thomas guide. You got to look at the map. Oh, Thomas. You don't know what a Thomas guide is? MapQuest? It's before MapQuest. No. There are these little guides that you had in the back pocket of your car seat. Didn't we talk about this one time? I don't know. Yeah, We've don't talked know. about MapQuest before. Well, yeah. you got to pull out the map. Okay. And you got to reassess, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to right. stop at the crossroads like you were saying and say, okay, right. before we go down this road, mm-hmm. let's take a look at our, where it's going to go. Yeah. And I mean, a fork in a road is kind of a helpful example too, because it can be tempting to think it's either one fork or the other, but you can also stop and back up and turn around and go the other way. And so even in that kind you of have an off-road vehicle, yeah, if you have an off-road vehicle, you just hit the gas and go wherever you want. You could get out of the car and walk. Yeah. Look at all those huh. not either or options. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you could I stop was, for gas in a restroom break, yeah. which maybe you both need to rest. I was actually faced with a binary decision recently, and I got outside of it. Tell us how it went. Scott. Well, so here's the deal. Um, it's springtime, May, the month of May, um, and there's weeds and grass everywhere. Everywhere. It's going insane. It's yes. going crazy. Yes. We live in California, so um, like the springtime is just, it just blossoms and goes ridiculous. However, one of the advantages of no rain, one of the few, is that once you kind of cut them back in the springtime, you don't have to worry about them quite so much um, later on because everything is dry and dead. Um, you have other everything. things to worry about. Yeah, other things. Um, but anyway, so I was, I needed to deal with this at my house and I was talking to Susie, my wife, and I was like, oh, I think we got to get a weed whacker this year. I mean, look at all these weeds. There's crazy amounts of weeds. We just need to get one. We need to get one. And I'm not going to get some $100 piece of junk that's going to break in two years. So we have to get a decent one. I mean, shoot, we're going to have to drop 400 bucks on this thing to get all the stuff that we need. And then I was like, I'll stress about it. And I was like, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And here I am on like review websites trying to find the best <laughs> weed whacker. And, uh, and, you know, so in my head, I was both convinced that there was only two options, which is either death by weeds or spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a brand new weed whacker. And I was also leveraging that with my wife to say, look, you want, do you want the weeds whacked? We gotta, we gotta spend a lot of money on a weed whacker. Yeah. However, um, what I eventually came to, um, after some time and reflection was that there were many other options. I could borrow a weed whacker. I don't really need to weed whack all the time. In fact, most of the year, I don't need to weed whack. So maybe I don't need to spend a bunch of money on a really expensive one. Um, and so there were a lot of other options that I came to realize after I took some time to think about it. Um, and I'm happy to say that I did not spend $400 on a weed whacking kit this you, week. You bought a goat. Or a goats, yeah, exactly. That. No, I didn't, but we have thought about getting a goat. She won't let me get a goat. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, if you love me, Susie, you let me get a goat. Ooh, yeah. another binary <laughs> trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what one of the things that helped, kind of transitioning maybe into how you can get out of the binary. Primarily, it was taking a little bit of time and not making a decision right away. Yeah. Now, sometimes you have to make a decision right away, um, and that's just the way that it is. And then you try to do the best you can. But 
most of the time, even when you think you have to make a decision right away, you don't actually have to make a decision right away. Mm-hmm. And you can at least at least take some time to let it sit, to think about it, to just breathe, and other solutions will often start to come up. That's a really helpful reminder. And I think that in addition to saying you don't have to make a decision right now under pressure, another helpful reminder is even if you make a decision, it doesn't necessarily have to be final. So you can make a temporary decision. With the weed whacker, you are purchasing something. But even if you purchase a weed whacker, you can always resell it. So it's not going to be a total loss. And most of our decisions, especially when it comes to relationships, aren't aren't involving some kind of a transaction like that. And so you can make a decision to say, all right, here's what we're going to try for the next week. And then we'll see how that goes and see how everybody's feeling. We'll talk about it again and we can modify if needed. I find that model to be so helpful. They're like, let's try this mm-hmm. this way for this amount of time. See how it goes. Yeah. Because I get, I fall into the binary trap of we have to do this or this. It's like, okay, well I'll just do this. And then we're trapped in this and we didn't even give a chance to test it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and even with the fork in the road analogy, chances are if you take one fork and you realize early on or down the road that that was the wrong decision, there's going to be an exit that you can take, turn around, go back. You might have wasted some time, but it's not final. And that brings up another really good point is having the perspective that it's kind of changing the perspective that's going to be easy, Mm -hmm. right? Like even the binary the whole idea of binary kind of presents this like, well, there's a right choice and a wrong choice and the right choice will be easy, mm-hmm. you know, but realizing like turning around is not always easy, you know? So having the expectation that like, okay, this is going to take some time. Mm-hmm. It's going to involve some work and some figuring out. So that's going to be super helpful to you as you're looking for and trying to understand what different options are available to your relationship yeah. that you're attempting to heal. Yeah. So our encouragement to you with this episode is just to be on the lookout. Watch for those situations where a binary choice is being presented or there's this either or mentality and try to both look look for that when other people are imposing that on you, but also look for it when you might be imposing it on other people. And and remember that there in almost every other in almost every situation there is another way. And that that way might be better, more helpful, might lead to the outcome that you are hoping for in your relationships to as you as you build and restore them. So we hope this episode has been encouraging to you. And we want to remind you that you can always reach out to us at podcast at rocksideranch.org. If you have questions, comments, scenarios, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And remember, restoration is a process that takes time and it can be hard. It can be discouraging at times, but we want to encourage you that we believe that the time and effort you put into restoring your relationships is worth it. So stick with it and we'll see you next time on Restoration Matters.